Welcome to the Anxious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. The goal of this show is to teach you exciting new ways to make more money while still having plenty of time and money left over to create all the amazing movies you've ever dreamed of making. We'll be interviewing wildly successful entrepreneurs and amazing movie-making filmmakers to figure out the best ways to make a lot of money and the best ways to use that money to create great films. Thanks for tuning in, and please check out at the Anxious Filmmaker on Instagram to see short videos of all the best moments from this and every episode. Now let's get the episode started. All right, welcome everybody. I am with uh, Zach Lona today. He's a, a buddy of mine and a fellow filmmaker, and um, I'm really excited to hear about his latest film and the super cool way that he is. Uh, distributing and selling it. Um, Zach, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Zach. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker uh, here in Chicago, and I've uh, I'm the director of the first uh, feature film that's ever released as a one out of one non fungible token on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, can you tell us about uh, your film? Yeah, absolutely. So it's called He Who Lives in Hidden Lakes, and it's a kind of adventure mystery mockumentary um, about a cult, a, a, crypt, uh, a cult, a cop, and a mystic who are on the search for a cryptid called the Hidden Man um, in in their town of Hidden Lakes. And uh, uh, hilarity and and trippy psychedelic stuff ensues. Um, we just <laughs> put, we premiered at uh, Midwest Weird Fest in Eau Claire, Wisconsin in uh, March and we took home best experimental feature. So uh, big ups to them. Appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. Um, how'd you come up with the idea the movie? Um, it was kind of interesting because the hidden man character, the idea, uh, the monster, uh, the, the kind of joke is that it might be a monster or it might be just a guy spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, can you tell tell me about the production? Yeah, it was um, pretty crazy, actually. We shot for 10 days straight in the woods. It, like 90% of the movie was in the woods. And um, I don't recommend ever shooting a movie in the woods because <laughs> the budget for bug spray has to be about 20% of the money you're spending. Wow. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was it, God bless my, my, uh, my cast and crew uh for hanging in there as they did um it was it was actually a pretty uh large shoot as far as indies or uh, self-produced indies are concerned so um mm-hmm. it was it was uh it was a huge undertaking and it, it was mostly shot in the suburbs um and uh yeah it was it was uh it was it was done really fast mm-hmm. nice that's awesome um how, how did you raise funding excuse me um just my personal savings mm. it was uh just money i had say i had saved up from from working at working at that job so yeah. um i wish i wish i could give people more information about you know the best way to raise a movie budget but my my strategy is just sock away money say it so fine <laughs> That's that's a, a wise strategy and, and typically the the best one I think the most most consistent. You got the most creative control with it too. You got no one telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and 
So did you take off work or do you, are you already like an independent contractor or how did that work? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I took uh, paid time off to actually shoot it. Um, but then um, I was editing it as well. So uh, mm -hmm. in order to sort of meet the deadlines that I wanted for the project, uh, I had to go to go to my job and say, look, this is what I want to do. And I'm prepared to, uh, you know, quit and kind of, uh, this is why I have to focus on this. So uh, they were actually very flexible, and uh, I went to more of a part-time contractor role after that, and uh, I'm I'm still doing that uh, today. So um, I've been very very fortunate um, on that line. But uh, yeah, I did. I was pretty much editing full time for like for like nine months. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Um... Uh, that's uh that takes some balls my friend i uh had his had his tipped to you sir appreciate that my friend <laughs> i love i'm i i'm not surprised at all to hear that that you did that um you know after knowing you for a couple of years now um, gotta, do, gotta do what we gotta do i guess oh yeah man love it uh can you can you tell us about the edit nine nine months of full-time editing man that's that's hardcore yeah well actually I, I i might i'm not sure if it was actually not it was in post-production for for around that time um mm -hmm. the edit was was i it's such a blur like that whole the whole period from like july 2019 to to april no august 2020 this is like a blur because that's exactly what i was doing mm -hmm. um but uh it's funny i was actually living the quarantine lifestyle since july 2019 uh because <laughs> oh, i was no. locked myself in my room and the only times I left it was go it was to go to the grocery store and uh, and go to the gym. Uh, wow. Like hey, out with people, but I was just laser focused on that. So I I've <laughs> I've been living the quarantine lifestyle for for maybe a little bit longer than a lot of people have. But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was uh, the first time the the first big editing project I'd done, um, and it was just a matter of like feeling it out, um, just kind of following my intuition in terms of the pacing and the timing of everything and mm -hmm. um, just making sure that it kind of spoke to um, my my original conception and, and my sort of uh, vision for how the film should feel and how it should how it should be paced and cut together mm -hmm. that's awesome man um what how, how do you any any uh tips on how to stay sane during uh insanely hardcore laser focused edit <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if i if i don't even know if i stayed sane honestly <laughs> no i uh i i'm a big meditator i meditate a lot uh, i do transcendental meditation which i actually found from uh david lynch who's a hero of mine um mm. so i i uh, uh practice that and that is actually a big help for uh staying sane just in, in any in any context, really, uh, it's mm -hmm. a good skill to have, and you don't need to do transcendental meditation. You can do any kind of meditation, but um, yeah, you know, stay active, getting out of the house, you know, uh, going for a lot of walks, especially because it, it was quarantine too. So that at that point, you you know couldn't really do much outside of your house. So yeah, um, making sure to like go out and get sunlight, and you know, <laughs> remember to hit up people, talk to your friends and, and family, and so uh, <laughs> make sure that you're not neglecting them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, can, can you share kind of just like your meditation style real quick? Like, yeah. So, uh, tr yeah, transcendental meditation is um, like a very specific technique and it's a mantra based technique. Um, and what happens is when you sign up to learn the, uh, the process of it, you go to the uh, transcendental meditation um, offices. They've got an office here in Chicago. I'm not sure if they're actually open right now, but um, they give you a mantra and I can't tell you what the mantra is. It's, you know, kind of a, the secret sauce where I don't know if everyone gets the same mantra or, you know, it's specific to you. It, it, no one really knows. It doesn't really matter. Um, because what it is, it's basically just a, a sound that isn't really uh, a word in any language that uh, you repeat in your head while you're meditating. Excuse me. And um, that sort of uh, is, the, is the tool to um, bring you down into a deeper, more meditative state of consciousness. And it, it's really, David Lynch describes it as, like a, as an ocean of consciousness that you get um, uh, kind of... Uh, you dive into and uh, that's really a good way to sort of describe the sensation because it's a very specific sensation um, and it's super relaxing and it just like really brings you in uh, recenters you on on yourself mm -hmm. hmm. kind of like the universal consciousness yes yeah yeah like the universe it's like a wavelength you know it's like it's, yeah that's how, that's how i describe it that's how it feels to me it's like you're, you're yeah. in tune with a harmonizing wavelength it's really cool that's definitely awesome. recommend it um how how long did it take you to to how, how long did you practice to be able to access that sea of consciousness that's the thing too is that um once they teach you it's sort of it's it's they say it's immediate although it um it, it varies from person to person like it took me like a couple of like a week or two to really kind of get out of my own way and and mm -hmm. uh, repeating the mantra to myself um, and after that point, I was just really able to pretty much consistently access that, that uh, state of being uh, because uh, daily you do it uh, 20, 20 minutes, two times a day. And that's sort of the cadence you're supposed to uh, keep for it. I'm not always super consistent with it on, at, at, like, to that level, but uh, there are people who are like, I've been doing twice a day for 20 minutes for like 40 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I, I do the Wim Hof uh, meditation like once or twice a day. Oh, yeah. And it definitely helps. Um, and all, you know, some really profound ideas and insights and thoughts will like kind of pop out. But, you know, it's it's rare for me to feel like I'm accessing that kind of like sea of consciousness. I, I wish I could get there more. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the TM stuff is is like a pretty reliable way to uh, to access mm. that. But I've heard of, I've heard of Wim Hof, uh, and it's like a breathing technique, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that, and I've been meaning to to uh, get into it. Yeah, yeah, um, awesome. Did uh, how did the the meditation kind of affect the the edit and the production? Did that um, hmm. present insights or? That's actually an interesting question that I hadn't considered before, um, because uh, some of the thematic stuff that I work with on the concept of the film is that it's uh, sort of, it's sort of mapping a um, the the life cycle of of a, a meme, an idea, the hidden man. He's like this shared kind of story that the people in the town uh, tell each other, and everyone has a sort of different take on what the hidden man actually is, and that's 
really the point of the whole movie. Um, so uh, a lot of the underlying themes deal with like the collective consciousness and sort of how things are, are transferred through consciousness as ideas. So, um, and, and again, it, it, to me, um, the meditation practice sort of informs that because I started doing transcendental meditation around the same time that I initially had that, that first germ of the idea that I told you about um, with, with the, the origin of the hidden man itself. So, um, it, 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 yeah, that's a good question because I hadn't really considered the implication of those two things coming in together and developing alongside each other before. Um, but uh, now that you mentioned it, it's pretty closely related as far yeah. as the conceptual underpinnings of the film and how that fits into my experience with, with the meditation technique. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, if I'm struggling with a problem, you know, business-wise, creative-wise, life-wise, anything-wise, um, I'll usually get a potential solution after a meditation session and then after I sleep. So it's like kind of like turning off your, I guess your ego or your like most um, close mind and just letting all the shit underneath it, figure, figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have very similar experiences in the hypnagogic state when like that, that, that state when you're like, after you, you're in bed and you're going to sleep, but before you actually fall asleep, that's where I like solve all of the problems that I ever have. <laughs> I, I'm burnt out for the day. Let's go to bed. And then in that like 15 minute period when you're going to sleep, but you're still kind of like aware and conscious. That's when it's like, Oh, got to bring out the phone notes. You got to take down. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, all right, there's the to do item for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've really, I've almost come to the conclusion that, all bad movies or bad business ideas are the result of you know not taking enough time to let your unconscious mind solve all the problems before you release it dude that i would i would super super hard agree with that <laughs> that uh, because uh, when you're doing these kinds of things whether it's a film or a business or something like that there's a tendency to be very um literalistic and, and sort of in the surface level of consciousness where you know you're you're kind of wrapped up in your own head and maybe you're getting really uh you're losing perspective really and mm -hmm. um the big goal for these kinds of endeavors should be to um you know self-actualize and, and solve a problem for people who might be having a problem whether it's you know they want to be entertained by a film or they have this this need that you're fulfilling is really important to be able to take a step back and return to that initial idea that you had that set you off onto the thing in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, uh, let, let's get to the, the really kind of exciting, cool thing that you're doing to uh, distribute and sell this. Um, so you're actually, you're selling the movie as an NFT, a non-fungible token. Um, yeah. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So really quick, the rundown of the non-fungible token, if you don't know what that means, essentially that's a way to verify digital ownership of a digital item on the blockchain. So the blockchain is a public ledger. Anyone can go access it. 
if you own an NFT and, and it's in your cryptocurrency wallet, everyone can verify that that NFT is in your wallet and you own it. So it's a huge game changer for trading physical, uh, or no, excuse me, digital items. But the thing is, you can also um, really, it's, it's really just a certificate of authenticity. You can make it mean whatever you want it to make it mean. You can sell whatever you want to sell with it. Um, so a lot, for a lot of people, that's like, I want to sell a JPEG associated with this NFT. For uh, there was some, some, some guy who sold uh, his Tesla truck pre-order one of 8,000 as an NFT. So what we're doing is um, we're, my movie is the first one of one edition movie sold as an NFT. Now there have been, excuse me, there have been movies sold uh, uh, with, a, with an edition of 1,000 world premieres. Uh, someone did that or like an edition of 1,000 shares of the film itself. Uh, people have crowdfunded with NFTs, but we are the first one of one fine art edition of uh, a feature length movie sold as an NFT. So that's really cool and historic on its own. And Ke Kevin Smith announced something similar uh, 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 this week, which is why we pulled the trigger on this. Uh, but what <laughs> he's doing is he's essentially just uh, selling the paperwork to his movie. So uh, someone, uh, presumably a studio will buy his NFT and they'll have to distribute it themselves. What we're doing is I'm distributing the movie itself once the NFT sells. So the owner will receive a beautiful lossless fine art version of the film and uh, they will also be entitled to 50% of my, my company's uh, gross streaming revenue during their ownership. So once the token sells, I'm gonna put it up on uh, through Film Hub and they're gonna get it on Tubi and Amazon Prime and these things. And then the NFT owner will be able to capitalize a passive income stream um, of 50%. And then uh, everyone sees it, the movie gets super popular and uh, they make a lot of money off of it. We make a lot of money off of it. And then the physical fine art edition of the movie uh, can also potentially be resold at a profit on the uh, fine art secondary market. Mm -hmm. So there's a, this is a super, super, super powerful model for uh, independent film distribution. It's completely new and uh, it's very experimental. So uh, I'll keep you updated on if it sells, when it sells, and uh, we'll go from there. Because it could not sell. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> we'll find uh, out. Awesome. And, and for our listeners who uh, might be interested in purchasing it, where where should they go? Yeah, it's uh, it's on a NFT marketplace called OpenSea. Um, and if you search "He Who Lives in Hidden Lakes" on OpenSea, um, our marketplace will be right there. You'll be able to see our auction listing. It's currently going for 43 Ether. That's our minimum bid, which is equivalent to about $100,000 USD. Mm -hmm. Nice. And that's open sea is in like the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. S-E-A. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Um, awesome, man. And where can people hear more about you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Zach Lona, Z-A-C-H-L-O-N-A. -A. Instagram, same thing, but there's a period in between Zach and Lona. And um yeah, those are my main two platforms. Uh, email me at hiddenlakesmovie um, at gmail.com if you're interested in buying the token and you want to see the film uh, before you buy it. Uh, available there too. Awesome. Well, this is so exciting, man. And I'm, I'm really uh, rooting for you. And I, and I, uh, I'm just, I'm stoked, dude. Like, I, I really like, 
Um, I, I hope it works out awesome. But I think regardless of the outcome, this is just like such a cool thing to do. I'm glad you think so, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. All right, let's uh, let's stay in touch, man. And um, great, great to catch up with you. Yeah, good to see you too, man. I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, man. Have a great day. To see the complete show notes, specific links to everything mentioned, and videos of the 10 best moments from the episode, please go to anxiousfilmmaker.com. Now let's go make some great money and then some even greater movies.